Wonderful. Well, so good to have you all here with us this morning. Hope you had a great July 4th week and maybe got to have some extra time with some friends or family. Uh, just maybe a day off, who knows, but whatever it was, hope that you walked in the blessing of the Lord. And it's always good to be together, to worship together, and to go after Jesus. And we're just getting started this morning. Uh, so I see some family members in town, some guests with us. It's once again great to have each and every one of you. Uh, this morning, we have a kind of announcement we don't like to have, but uh, Pastor Sarah, if you would come on up here. Uh, the, a few weeks ago, Pastor Sarah just shared with us that uh, she is going to be moving back to her to family, closer to a family. She just graduated from college, and I want to say thank you so much. The last year or plus that you've been with us uh, in a, a the season of rebuilding our worship team, worship ministry. You've done an amazing job, and we just love you. And our, so yes, let's give her a hand. Absolutely. And who knows, maybe God will bring you back here sometime in the future. Uh, but she's going to be moving to, to Cincinnati here in a couple weeks. And uh, just so thankful once again for you. Anything you want to uh, maybe say this morning? Yeah, I... Sorry, I didn't know who's on. <laughs> I just wanted to say thank you to each and every one of you. Uh, it has been truly an amazing year, and I've been so blessed with such an incredible, incredible uh, family uh, the past year as I have been away from my family. Uh, it took a lot of prayer and fasting uh, to follow what the Lord wanted me to do because I didn't want to leave Radiant Life, and it was a very hard decision. Um, but I just wanted to thank you guys for being so amazing and welcoming and loving to me uh, when I needed it. And... I am so sad to go, but I'll still pop in every once in a while. I'm so thankful for each and every one of you guys. Um, so thank you for being so good to me. So, yeah. Awesome. Well, we love you, Pastor Sarah, and look forward to seeing and watching as God just continues to use you in the future. Can you take this for me? Also this morning, uh, we're just thankful. I, I love every single week. Uh, we get to talk to missionaries. We get to see what God is doing, how he's moving. We mentioned last week or a couple weeks we're going to be picking up Heartbeat International uh, as a, a ministry partner, which we're so thankful. They're, they're in at Polaris area and just help women uh, when they're walking through a pregnancy and they don't know what to do. They are there to support and be a part of, of that. And we're so thankful for Heartbeat. We're th so thankful for almost 80. We're just shy of 80 missionaries and mission organizations that we get to partner with on a weekly basis. And uh, last night we had a bunch of people at our house and talking with a couple of our students who are about to go to Cincinnati University, which I'm like, there's a great Ohio State University right here. You don't have to go anywhere, but they're going to Cincinnati. And we're thankful that we support the Good Enoughs, who are the Chi Alpha directors at Cincinnati, who have already reached out and connected with our high school seniors going to Cincinnati and they are able to do it, they do it Cincinnati because you are faithful. Because churches all over Ohio are faithful to support them, which makes me as pastor and hopefully some parents in the room feel so good that we get to send our kids to a place where there's already a spirit-filled, Bible-believing group that's ready to have them jump in and be a part and continue the discipleship process. And I want to say thank you for being faithful and giving so we can support people like the Good Enoughs, Groups like Heartbeat International here, as well as missionaries all over the world. And uh, if you are not currently partnering with us, we would invite you to be a part. You can do reoccurring givings uh, at radiant.family slash give. You can give in the tithe box. You can mail in a check. Maybe you're at home today, whatever it be. And we're just thankful and excited to continue to do what God has called us to do and just move into what he has. 
Uh, this morning, we have a group of about 14 young men and their leaders who are in Missouri for our national Campo-Rama. So our Royal Rangers program, every four years, people from all over the world, all over the nation that get together, 1,000, 2,000 young men that are, are there, even more. And uh, so you could be praying for them this week. It's supposed to be nice and cool in Missouri if you like 100 degree plus weather. It's right there, just below 100. So you can pray they have a good time. They found a lot of water to drink and water to get into to cool down and meet with God as there's just thousands of people that'll be there camping together and enjoying that experience. And with that, my other announcement this morning is if you are, maybe are looking for an opportunity to serve, and uh, maybe specifically Wednesday night, our Royal Rangers and Girls Ministries, we take July off, but in August we jump back into it, and if you say, you know what, I would love to be a part of mentoring, of, of helping train up young men and young women in their groups uh, to serve the Lord, uh, we would love to talk with you. We have some different openings in both the girls' and the men's ministries and uh, boys' ministries, and would love to have you jump in. So Pastor Ashley would love to talk to you in the foyer, uh, any of the pastoral team, or Jessica Dukowitz, uh, who is our girls' ministries leader, or uh, Kyle Zide, who he's out in Missouri uh, camping right now. But they would love to talk with you, and we'd love to get you plugged in to these awesome ministries, blessing and training up and raising up our young men and women. And uh, once again, thank you for being a part of Radiant Life Church. We love, love, love getting to serve together, go after the Lord together, and experience what He has for us as a group. This morning, we're going to jump into week two of our Samson ser summer ser uh, sermon series. That's hard to say, apparently. Uh, and we are in chapter 14 that we read just a few minutes ago. When I think about life, I think choices are obviously a massive part of what our life is all about. Every single day, you have choices. Every single minute, probably, you, maybe seconds, there's different choices that we have that we take and we do what is maybe right or the best. Or sometimes we might make choices that are not quite as direct and right on point as we should, right? Now, when I was growing up, my older brother, David, he, he was very helpful to me in my discipleship journey and in my childhood growth journey because he was a little bit more wild, I think I'm going to say, than I was. He showed me sometimes what not to do. Uh, he showed me what my parents' would, response would be when you disrespected my mom. That didn't go overly well. In fact, I think my parents could have maybe gone to jail today once or twice. I'm not sure, but it's possible. Uh, maybe not quite. Maybe. I don't know. Well, who knows? But all of it, in a good way, to train and to lead, to say this is what is right, this is what is wrong. And I, I believe the Lord gave me wisdom to see my brother walk his journey. And my brother is a God-fearing man with an awesome family. God used him and is using him. It's so cool to watch. But I watched my brother, and I think I've made some choices that I wouldn't have made if my brother didn't maybe make other choices. I got to watch and say, you know what? I want freedom. I want to be able to go wherever I go, want to go and do whatever I want to do. So my desires lined up with my parents' wishes, and I pray that what their goal was, the Word of God, to say, you can do whatever you want, because I wasn't going to do anything that was outside Obviously, anything's a little strong. I was a young person. I was learning. I was growing. But there's growth in an understanding of my choices matter. In fact, uh, right before the first service, the worship team was sitting in the back and just talking and just a spiritual conversation. 
about when you drive. Some of you, maybe men or women in the room, you like to just like see the sun and that's the direction and I'm going to just kind of figure out my own path. But most of us, we love to get our phone out and we love to get our iMaps or our Google Maps and it just tells you turn by turn navigation where to go. Anybody thankful for your phone or for your GPS? Yeah, like praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Uh, and they were talking about what if we had the same thing when it comes to our spiritual walk? What if it was so clear and so direct and so right on point that all I have to do is turn left because God told me to turn left. All I have to do is say yes because he told me to say yes. All I have to do is say no to this, even good opportunity because he said no. What if in a job, I'm happy where I am, but this seems like a career advancement. Lord, tell me yes or no. It's just easy, I know. It's audible voice, I go. And when we think of Samson here, he was a special dude that he was called to a Nazarite vow even before he was born, while he was still in his mother's womb. We looked at that last week. God called him, and his mom was required and asked to live that Nazarite vow out for him even before he was born. Think the, the abortion conversation is a big deal. God loves life, and lo life starts at conception. It, it's clear throughout the Word of God. It's clear in various stories and what it would say and what the Word would say. And so he began this journey even before he was born. Last week we talked about before he could be held, he was already living out this, this uh, vow through his parents. Pretty, pretty cool. And that wasn't even planned. That's just what we were to next in the sermon series. But then this vow was clear because he wasn't supposed to cut his hair. He wasn't supposed to uh, eat grapes or drink strong drink, no alcohol or wine of any sort. Uh, he had various things that he wasn't supposed to do, like touching dead animals. Things that in the story that we just read, we saw he continually did the thing he wasn't supposed to do. As an Israelite, they were not supposed to intermarry with those who were not a part of their clan of the Israelites. The Philistines specifically, they did not honor God. And in fact, the Israelites here are in kind of a captivity to them. They're being uh, suppressed by them. And so Samson, to go outside of the will of God and their, their covenant with God to want a lady that was not a part of their family was a big deal. Samson, in this story, killing this lion and then eating the lion or eating the honey out of the dead carcass was a no-go for him. And it was a no-go for his parents because that would have been outside of their covenant. There's something about choices that we make that are so important. So important. And when I think about choices, I think about my desired choices in my life. I think about maybe in your life, are there times when you desire something, you want something, and you know clearly it either is or is not what God has called for you. You know because the Ten Commandments are pretty clear. You know if you want to kill somebody, that is not God. That is not good. It's a Ten Commandment. Lie, cheat, steal, like all these things. And then the principles of the Word of God run way deeper than even a direct command that there are many of of what I should do, of who I should be. And sometimes my desires don't always line up with the word of God. So then I have choices, and what do I do? We see here in Samson's life that jumping right in in the beginning of chapter 14, he tells his parents, I saw one of the daughters of the Philistines at Timnah, now get her for me as my wife. 
He saw with his eyes and said, I want to marry that one. It may not fit within my vow. It may not fit within our covenant of what we are as uh, the people of Israel, but that's what I want. In verse 3, get her for me, for she is right in my eyes. The desired choices that we have bring impact. We're going to see that God even blesses Samson. He uses Samson. He gives Samson strength. He does things. But that the turmoil of his life comes because he continually desires and acts on the desires that do not line up with who God had called him to be. When I look out over this congregation this morning, when I look at myself, every one of us has a desire or an action or a choice or two or 50 or a thousand maybe in our life that we chose what we wanted because we wanted it because it felt right because it seemed like what we wanted to do and we didn't really think about what the word of God would say we didn't really think about the result of what would happen at the end we said get her for me for she is right in my eyes I need this I have to have this I I can't live without this so I'm going to do it even if it didn't line up with the word and with what had been committed to the Lord. When I think of this exact thing, 2 Corinthians 6.14 says, Do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. For what partnership has righteousness with lawlessness? Or what fellowship has light with darkness? When I think of our young people, or maybe our middle-aged people, or maybe older people in the room, that you're in a place where you're like, I would love to date, I would love to get married, I would love to have that person in my life. I want to encourage you. That the Bible is so clear that our desires need to be for someone who is like-minded, who has a relationship with Jesus, who serves him and honors him and glorifies him. And why? Is it because somebody that doesn't know him can't be nice or can't make you feel good or can't treat you well? Or No, all those things can happen. But because Jesus is our sinner, and when we come together as one in marriage, how in the world can we come together one, as one going the same direction if one part is not following Jesus. It's impossible to be growing together in a relationship because the one part doesn't want any part of it. Could God use you to bring someone to the Lord? It's possible. But the pain and the suffering of being outside of God's will, even if somehow it turns out well, is not what we are called to. We're not called to walk a journey of pain and suffering that isn't supposed to be. We're called to follow God's will. And God will give you the desires of your heart. God will fulfill what he sees in your life, which means sometimes in a relationship, sometimes it's, Lord, man, I really like that person, but they don't don't know you. They're not going the same way, so I have to step back from even what I want or what I feel. And maybe in our life, are there tons of things like that? Are there tons of things where you say, man, it just for some reason, it It's so much fun to talk about people. It's so much fun to put people down. It's so much fun to build myself up. It's so much fun. Even I mentioned maybe a job. That, Lord, you've got me in this place. You put me in this this spot, but I want to do something. So, Lord, how's that going to work? Am I going to say yes to more money, or am I going to say yes to what you've called me to? Am I going to say yes to my anxieties or worries, or am I going to say yes to you and your love? And we all consistently have a choice of what I'm going to desire, of what I'm going to act on, of who I'm going to be. And not because I feel one way or another, but because the word of God would speak one way or another. 
And as I walk in the choice, the desires that he would give me and not my fleshly desires, then I'm going to realize that blessing comes in another level. Guarding your desires leads to greater blessing and less pain. And I don't know about anybody else in the room, I'm all for greater blessing and I'm all for less pain. Anybody for less pain, right? Like, come on, anybody? How do we do it? We walk in the power of God through his word. Let him be what guides you and directs you. We continue here in Samson, we see that even the choices that he makes, where it seems like blessing is taking place, then he begins to hide them. What a crazy uh, story, this lion that would come to him. Been to Africa a couple times. I've seen some serious lions. In fact, uh, the last time that we got to go, it was so much fun. Being in the, I think it's called the Gorongora Crater, uh, right outside of the Serengeti. It was amazing. This huge lion had killed a mountain goat or whatever the thing was, something, and it was just ripping this thing to part, uh, like to pieces, like from, from me to you, right here. Like we were so close. Somehow they drive those, those vehicles really close. Like if it wanted to jump in and kill us all, we're dead. Like that's just how it's going to be. One time it was walking right by the wheels and we're like, it's just open. There's, it's not like enclosed. Like I, it's amazing. But he's ripping this thing to, to pieces. To think of God giving strength to just go and to rip this lion apart with nothing. God did this pretty cool thing. But then when he goes and he goes in to see his future wife and then he goes and, and comes back. And there's honey inside of the carcass. No, number one, is that weird to anybody else? Like have you ever driven by a, a deer on the side of the road? What a deer after a few days or weeks. They stink, right? Like, it doesn't seem like a good plan to me, but somehow it worked for him. He gets this honey outside of the carcass of the lion. What does that mean? He touched a dead thing, something he was not supposed to do. And then he brought that honey back to his family, who they're not supposed to eat food that has touched a dead animal. And so then he doesn't tell them. He brings them into that same disobedience that they didn't even know about. And how often in our life, our decisions, our choices, our desires lead to hidden choices. They lead to, well, this is just me. No one else needs to know about that. Maybe it's what we would look at at a phone or a computer. Or maybe it's uh, just a, a little side kind of relationship. They're not doing anything. It's not that big of a deal. Or, or maybe it's who I'm dating or what I'm talking about or how I'm living. There's so many different areas in our life. Maybe there's a, a spot where all of a sudden we begin to hide the choices we've made because we know the way we should go. We know what the Word of God says. And it all comes down to, am I going to be someone that puts my desires through the word of God? That my desires flow through, and if it doesn't line up, then I'm going to say no to those. And let my desires become like his. Or do I do what I want to do because, as Samson said, she's right in my eyes. Or it's right in my eyes. What am I going to do? What am I? Because when I begin to hide my choices because I know they're not right then I am in a place of danger. I'm in a place of pain. You know it's going to come. You know there's going to be problems. And when we have what the word of God would say, he gives us the direction. He gives us the way to go. It's so important to stay true to who he has called us to be because I want that blessing and I don't desire pain in my life. There's enough sin in our world that I don't need to partake in it and cause those things to be a part of me. 
Anytime you hide your choices, your direction should be clear. In fact, I would encourage you today, is there anything in your life that you wouldn't really want to get up and tell everybody about? Is there anything in your life you wouldn't want to tell your parents about young people or you wouldn't want them to find out or maybe your spouse or a friend or, or maybe is there something in your life you wouldn't want your boss to find out because if they found out that might not be good. Is it possible that we know almost all the time what we should actually do? Is it possible that the roadmap of our life, that GPS, that it's not as vague as we like to make it? But for some reason, these fleshly desires, we desire them so much that we can be blinded and say, yeah, equally yoked is good, and the Bible says it, but I really like this guy. I really like this girl. What do we do? How do we line up with the word of God? Lord, don't let me hide my choices. Don't let me be in a place where I experience it. Don't let me be in a place where now I disregard my parents' wishes. I give them part of the sin of, of my breaking of my vow and cause them to break their covenant with the Lord and how they should walk as an Israelite. Lord, don't let me hide this and bring it into the lives of my family and friends. Instead, Lord, let me get rid of what is not in your word and what would not be spoken by your word and what is not a principle of your word. Because when I see this story, the, the thing that so often I think we can get sidetracked in it's Samson, it seemed like, had great things just continue. There were blessings that came over and over again. The lion came, and what did the Holy Spirit do? Gave him strength to rip it apart like a young goat. Like, that's pretty cool. He gets the girl. Uh, he thinks he gets the girl. He gets this moment. He, he throws this basically bachelor party. There's all these guys that come and are apart. And as you read and you study, you find out that this Bachelor party is basically a drinking party. Oh wait, he wasn't allowed to drink. He wasn't allowed to eat grapes. Definitely not wine. Definitely not what was happening here. And it doesn't say that he drank in this situation, but normally if you throw a party, you are going to do what you threw the party for. So we would assume, most everybody would assume that he partake. He broke his vow yet again that the clear things that God had told him to do, he continually did the opposite. And it seemed like there was blessing. And there's times in our life where maybe you're like, hey, everything's going well. I'm happy. I've got the money. I got the new house. I got the new whatever toy is your toy. Everything seems good. But if we're not lined up with the word of God, there's always the other side of that blessing, which is actually not really a blessing. It's just stuff. It's just, it seems good. It's just fun in the moment. There's the other side, because blessed choices, the ones that actually aren't, but they, they make us feel good in the moment, always lead to something that is no fun, that brings pain. It is never worthwhile to compromise faith for the sake of a relationship with those who are apart from God. I want to say it is never worthwhile to compromise your faith, your walk with Jesus, because a friend or a person around you, they say it's fine, it's not that big a deal. I, but I can't really hang out with them if I don't do this or act this way or, or if I'm not a certain. Guess what? The Lord would call us, unlike what Samson did, to follow through, to be in the word, to let the word of God be poured into us. So we don't have blessings, fake blessings, things we think are blessings, but we actually get a walk in a blessed life in the Lord because we are consistently and constantly saying yes to the things that God would say yes to. 
And when I don't know what to do, I go to the word. When I can't find it clearly, I go to counselors and people, maybe your pastor or pastor here to help you walk that journey or another person that you can disciple and be discipled by. To say, is this a feeling that I, my own desire, or is this God's desire? And so often, just like that GPS when we're trying to find a location, it'll give us the right way to go. The word will. Our friends, our, those that are in the word, will give us the right way to go. And if we'll listen to what God is saying, then we will spare so much pain in our life. In fact, young people in the room, I say a whole bunch of young people over here, wherever you are, and middle-aged people, and older people, wherever you're in that thing, today, if you simply say yes to God, I want you to know that your life is going to be better. If your feelings don't outweigh God's desire for you, and you date people that are followers of Jesus like you, your life is going to be better. There's going to be less pain. If we don't talk about people or we don't, we don't treat people poorly, if we follow the commandments of God, if we follow the principles of the word, you're going to be blessed. And there's going to be less pain that we bring into our life because we're outside of the will of God. I can speak, I think, for every, every parent or grandparent in the room, young person, they all would be screaming, don't try it yourself. Look at what others have done. Look at the word of God and find the truth of the word and walk out his plan, his purpose for you. It will save you pain that you're not created to endure or bear. God loves you and he doesn't want blessing in the short term. It seems like blessing, but that turns out to be tragic and a tragic uh, a story like we are about to see with Samson. Why? Because his desired choices that were hidden choices that seemed for a season like even blessed choices turned to lost choices. This riddle in the moment probably uh, of being out of the will of the Lord and drinking and definitely taking his wife, uh, it turned into a moment where now he's gambling. I just want to throw out there to you, gambling is probably not the best thing for us. Why? We spend money for something we're never going to get back. And if we do, then that means we just stole from all the other people who gave money. Gambling is not a, the right thing to do, right? I mean, it's, it's clear. So Samson decides all of these new friends, all of my wife's people that she grew up with, all the people that would be around, let's gamble and try to take a good chunk of money from them, basically is what we're talking about. This, these garments, it, it was like, think high-class suit sort of a thing as I was looking. Maybe $1,000 or more, like that sort of a thought. So you're going to take $1,000 from 30 of your wife's closest friends that she grew up with. Probably not a good idea. Like when we're not making good ideas, we continue to not make good ideas. Which is why, Lord, let me walk in you. So all of a sudden, there's this situation. She is crying out, Samson, you haven't told me. And he's like, I didn't tell my family, I didn't tell anybody. That's how these things work, right? But finally, he tells her, and she goes and tells the men. Not the relationship we want, right? There's manipulation. There's no trust whatsoever. There's just a problem, a breakdown on all levels. And why would there be that? Because Samson's out of the will of the Lord. She doesn't have the same belief system. There's no system. There's been no guidance. It's this is what I want because I see and it's good. And that's what sin is in our life. Is this seems good. It feels good. It is good right now in my, to me. But then we get to the other side and all of a sudden there's no actual relationship. There's no communication. There's no love in a, in a God-like way that can flow through this marriage. 
and all of a sudden Samson loses his gamble, his riddle, because his wife got it out of him. Now he's angry. And it's amazing how God works, because sometimes even in the midst, as we've mentioned, God blesses and lets the Holy Spirit fall upon him and fills him with the Spirit that he goes, and he goes and kills 30 guys so he can take their clothing and take it. Now, today this is weird. If you're wondering, is the Lord asking me to kill people? The answer is no. This is Old Testament. It's a different time. Uh, but the, the, the point of what they were doing is staying true to the Lord, getting rid of sin in their life, getting rid of sin. That we should do, that we should be a part of. And so he goes and does actually what the Lord wanted to see happen, which is to begin the process of seeing the Philistines be judged for what they have done to the Israelites and to see freedom uh, through Samson and, and th uh, to the people of God. But even in the process God blesses him, but this blessing doesn't turn out good. Why? Because he had been in sin. Because everything was falling apart. Because everything that he had committed to and vowed to, he had let go of. And so what's it say in 19 and 20? And the Spirit of the Lord rushed upon him and went down to Eshkelon and struck down 30 men of the town and took their spoil and gave the garments to those who had told the riddle. In hot anger, he went back to his father's house. And Samson's wife was given to his companion, who had been his best man. The choices that he had made led to loss. The choices he had made led to pain. The choices he had made, even though somehow God sometimes will use our mess and our problems to begin to bring his will about, led to Samson being in a place where he's back where he started, except now there's pain and problems and issues that he shouldn't have had in his life. And I pray that Radiant Life Church and those who follow Jesus, I pray that we're not people that just go through and deal with because we've made bad choices over and over. I'm not talking about the past. The past is done. That doesn't matter. God can heal and bring life to that. But I'm talking about today and moving forward. I pray we don't walk in pain because we just keep doing what we desire. I pray we don't walk in pain because we just feel this way and because we feel it, we're going to do it. No, I pray that we are a people who follow the Lord. And when he comes on us and the Holy Spirit pours himself into us, maybe not with strength to go kill 30 dudes and take their clothes, but that he fills you with strength that when you're at work, you are like, I'm going to go pray for this person that's in need. I'm going to go talk. I'm going to go encourage. I'm going to go uplift them. Or maybe at the grocery store, you don't even know who someone is, but you're able to bless them, that God's Holy Spirit comes upon you. He flows through you, that there's not the loss on the other side because you've been consistently walking with the Lord and letting him move in your life. God wants to use you. He wants to pour his spirit into you. But we must be a people who say, Lord, I'm going to give you every part of who I am. I offer you everything that I am because you are everything in my life. You're everything. So I'm going to say yes. And sometimes when I say yes, it's fun and easy. Like, yeah, sometimes when I say yes, it's a little more difficult because I actually want to do what I'm going to say no to. I want to do my own thing, but I see your word and I see the truth of your word. And so, Lord, I'm all in. I'm going to do what you've called me to do. And in the moment when it feels like we lose because we make a choice that is on what the Lord would have, then later on we realize how much we won. How good God was to spare us from what we could have gone through. To spare our family from what we all could have gone through because he led, he guided, he directed. 
And he's going to pour his spirit out upon you. He's going to use you. And he's going to help you walk from where you are. And you might say, man, my life is a little bit of a mess. Or maybe a lot of a mess. You might say, it's difficult. I don't know what to do. I'm not sure how to go from here to where God has called me to be. And I want you to know that if you just say yes to him. You follow your, your vow. Maybe not a Nazarite vow. But you follow your commitment to the Lord. To walking out the word of God. He's going to bless you. And he's going to bring you from where you are. And if it seems painful and hurtful where you are, he's going to bring for you from that spot to a place of blessing, to a place of health and wholeness. Sometimes we want the health and the wholeness and we want the pain to be gone, but we're not actually willing to let the word of God be everything in our life. Today, God is calling you. He's calling me. He called Samson a long time ago. To say yes, to walk out your vow, to walk out your commitment to Jesus, to let Jesus, and in our day, to walk this relationship. It's not about ten commandments and only principles. He wants to walk with you and help you and guide you and give you the yes and the no in the moment that you need it. But it all starts right here. And Lord, help me to put my feelings and my desires, help me to put them through your word. And if I need to say no to what I want and what I think and what I desire, Lord, I put it down because I know that's only going to lead to pain and problems and issues. But when I say yes to the word of God, there's a blessing. There's something that's going to happen and the world around me is going to experience Jesus. That's what we are called to, church. We're not called to be Samson. We're not called to make the wrong choices and somehow God still uses us periodically. No, we're called to follow him and walk with him and just watch what he does. And this morning, as we close, I think there's two groups of people. One is maybe you're here and maybe you don't have a relationship with Jesus. That's the basis. That's the beginning of the process is, Lord, I want to know you more. And maybe you're in a spot and you're like, I'm ready. I, I, I want to come to know him. I want to start this journey. Or maybe you just want more information. You want to know. Well, we have, our ushers are going to come forward right now and they just have a book. And if you want more information about a relationship with Jesus, as they come back through the aisles here in a moment, all you have to do is just wave them down. You don't have to draw some big attention, but you can just be like, hey. And they would love to hand you one of these books. Uh, it's called The Life Book. You can read through it. You can go through it. So right now, if you, if you want that information, be sure to catch one of them. Raise your hand up. Let them see you as they come up the aisle. And you can just begin a conversation with the Lord. You can begin that process. There's nothing more important than saying yes to him. And we're going to pray here in a few minutes. And if you're ready to jump into relationship, all you have to do is say, Lord, would you forgive me? Lord, would you make me new? Would you forgive me of my sin? Because that's it. It's amazing what God does. He invites us in, even in our sin and our junk and our problems. He says, come to me. Come to me. And he will pour his spirit in you. And then he walks the road. And that's for everybody else in the room, I would hope. Could we ask the Lord this morning? Is there anything that is hidden in my life because it's not what I should be? It's not what I should be doing. Is there anything that it might feel like I'm walking in blessing, but now I understand that yeah, it's not the right blessing. It's not actually of God. I don't want to have pain on the end. And Lord, could I lay this down before you? Is there maybe even something right now that you feel like you've lost or you're losing because of poor decisions and choices and is it possible we could lay those down before the Lord? And even today, God could pick you up and help you from this day forward. Make the right choices. Lead you to the right places.
maybe for some of our younger people in the room, maybe younger people to the Lord, sometimes we don't necessarily get it. Your pastor right here, Pastor Chris, I don't get every single thing. It's a constant growth of the Lord teaching. And if you say, I don't necessarily understand every, every reason or every why, I want to encourage you. Every person in this room, whatever your age is, if you let the word of God be your guide, he will begin to, real, uh, to, to guide you and direct you. He'll begin to show you why what he says is what he says. Sin is not about keeping us from fun. Sin is about keeping you out of things that will hurt you and destroy you. Walking in the Lord is about freedom and life. And there's not one day of my life where I'm like, man, if I just drank, then I would be good to go. If I just got drunk, that would... No, no one, no one ever says that. We mess up when we get drunk. The word of God is clear. We're not going to get drunk. But when I do, then guess what? I hurt myself. That's what sin is in every area. This guy or this girl makes me feel good. Yeah, but if they're not following the Lord, we already looked at it. What is it in your life? What is it in your life today? Is there something in your work that you need to adjust how you're doing it? Because you know it's not what you should be doing. What is it in a relationship? What is it in whatever area? Let's let God lead us from where we are to where he has called us to be so we don't find ourselves like Samson going home angry because our wife is now with the best man at the wedding and it's just a mess. It's a Jerry Springer show basically lived out in life, right? Lord, I don't want any part of it. I want to say yes to you. So Lord, this morning we come before you and we are thankful for your word. We're thankful that your word and your spirit guide us and direct us to keep us from needless pain in our life. There's enough sin around us. There's enough sin in our world. And Lord, we don't want any in our life. So we ask that you would help us offer you every part of who we are. Lord Jesus, this morning for those who may be willing to say, I want to know Jesus and accept him right now in, their own, in your own heart. Lord, would you help them just to pray, Lord, forgive me of my sin. Make me new. I turn from my past and I make you Lord of my life. And Lord, we're thankful that even when they do that, Lord, you welcome. You've welcomed each one of us. You welcome us in, Lord, so that we can walk the journey. Lord, for every person in this room. Lord, maybe the choices that don't line up with your word, maybe the hidden sins or the hidden things in our life, God, we pray, help us to offer those to you. The fake blessing, what looks good now, but we know and we realize isn't you and it's not right. Lord, we offer it to you. We don't want to see what looks like blessing but turns into pain. Lord, maybe even lost choices or where we feel like we might be right now. God, we offer it. We give it to you. And we pray, Lord, that every person in this room, Lord, that we would have the ability to say yes to you from here moving forward, to walk in your blessing, to walk in your word, to walk in your truth. Lord, that every person, Lord, that hears this word today, Lord, would say yes to you. Help us. Maybe it seems like the smallest thing. Lord, we want to give you the smallest thing. Or maybe it seems massive. Lord, today we want to give you the massive thing so we can experience you and we can know you and we can love you and we can walk as you have called us to. So we love you. We thank you and we praise you. Bless each one this morning. Lord, I pray you would give them an amazing week as we strive to say yes to you and walk in you and walk in the commitment to you, God, that brings hope and peace and joy. Lord, let us be able to be your hands and feet to our world, to share you, to pray for somebody, to encourage someone, to build up somebody around us. Lord, we're thankful. 
You are so, so good. We give you all praise, all the glory, all the honor today. We glorify you. Bless each one. Let us walk in you today, in your freedom, in your victory. It's in your name we pray. Amen.